Hi, this is Stephanie, the host of the Empower Your Life podcast. And gosh, what has been going on? Well, I'm so glad that you asked. <laughs> I uh, just hit a milestone as far as a birthday. Uh, it was this, this past Saturday and uh, I turned 50. I know it's so crazy. Um, I don't, I don't believe that I look like 50. I don't feel like I'm 50. And, um, but it's, it's crazy. It's crazy how time flies. But anyway, I have uh, my book. We have a book launch party that is coming out and I'm going to do something special um, for this book. And um, we're going to start this. So if you're interested um, in learning more, email me at info, I-N-F-O at M as a Mary, P-O-W-E-R dash P-T.com. And um, I, for the people that sign up and we're gonna have a 48 hour window um, starting on September the 12th. Um, so like, again, email me if you're inter interested and I am going to those that sign up and email me a receipt that they've done this in, um, in this 48 hour period of time, I've created, um, an online masterclass. It's something I've never done before, but I thought since I've turned 50, it will be something amazing, um, on just tips that I have done to help me feel younger, look younger, um, really kind of feel my best. You know, if, if anyone looked at me, they probably would say, gosh, you're probably like 35, maybe 40 at the max. Um, and how have I been able to do this? And, and I'm going to put together 10 tips that, um, that I've done in the past. And, and I'm going to tell you, as you've gotten older, you've had to make adjustments and what you do and your thinking and how you work out and how you eat and, um, and all these things, things that we used to know, like 20 years ago, what we thought was, was good for us is actually maybe not as good for us now. And what do we need to do to feel great so that we have more energy, that we are sleeping, um, that we keep our skin looking amazing, um, that, you know, if we're going through perimenopausal, what are some of the things that, that you can do that doesn't require drugs or doing Botox or any of those things. So that's kind of what I'm going to be talking about. Um, and I'm going to be putting this, this event and those that show up, we're going to actually, um, have something special for you. I'm actually partnering with a few people, um, a few businesses, um, that are amazing businesses that I love that will give us, um, some nice services and discounts. Um, so for those that show up, um, they're going to get that. This is something that I've never done before that will never happen again. <laughs> um, so those that sign up for the book um, and purchase the book before the, um, 14th, September the 14th, um, by midnight and show me the receipt. This all is going to start on September the 12th. Again, if you want more information, email me at info at M as in Mary P O W E R dash P T.com. And I can get you the, the details of everything and kind of what we're going to be talking about so that you can sign up and order this book. So that's, um, that's what we have for today. This episode that we're going to be talking about is, um, from failed injections to lasting release, um, relief. <laughs> this is a case study on hip bursitis. Um, it's something that's really common, um, that we see all the time. And often doctors are like, there's nothing you can do. Let's do an injection. There's not really any education around it. And this is just one case study. There's so many sources that can create pain in this area. This is just one of the case studies. So um, stay tuned and, and enjoy this and make sure you email me at info at mpower-pt.com 
um, to learn more about my book launch, book party, as well as if you want to be a part of that masterclass that I'm going to create with some great um, resources and stuff for you that I'm putting together for anyone that orders a book and sends me a receipt. So without further ado, let's get started. This is the Empower Your Life podcast, where you can find some of the best health and life tips to keep you active and living life without having to go through surgeries, procedures, and medications. We want to give you hope that it is possible as the body has an amazing ability to heal if we give it the right environment. Stay tuned to the end of this podcast to hear a very special offer. Without a further ado, let's get started. So I thought I present a case study for you guys today. This is going from failed injections to lasting relief. It's a case study on hip bursitis, and it's another possible solution to where some of the pain is coming from. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about because it's an area that no one looks at when someone um, has hip bursitis and they get an image and we're going to go into all of that. So make sure you stay tuned to the end because we're going to show you some exercises that will definitely help if this is where some of the source is coming from. So a little bit about us. We are dedicated to helping you stay active and mobile without unnecessary surgeries and injections. We often see clients that have seen five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10 different types of healthcare providers without getting a solution. So when people have had all those failed um, treatment options. Those are the, the typical clients that we see. We want to give you hope that it's possible that you can get your life back without having to go through some of these procedures um, that um, often don't work um, or just lead you down the path of, of having other issues. I mean, the less we can mess with the body, the better it's going to feel long term. Um, so make sure you subscribe so that you can get some of our other great education and tips that, that we share. So this is the client's story. Um, they were getting hip pain on the outside of that hip. They were having difficulty sitting, um, walking, sleeping. It was really annoying pain. Um, and it didn't really stop them in their tracks, but it was just like there all the time. And it just gets to be wearing and exhausting when you have something that you don't know what you can do to kind of get you some relief. Um, they started getting some hamstring issues as well, some upper hamstring issues, as well as some tight hip flexors. Um, those were all some of the symptoms that were happening at the same time. Of course, they went to the doctor. The doctor wanted to take a picture of it. They did do an MRI, which showed inflammation around the hip bursa, which is really common. But you have to get to why is that hip bursa inflamed? Otherwise, you're just treating the symptoms. So the first thing it says, like, let's just do an injection because you have inflammation. And so they did, and it did not work, um, which is very frustrating. So now you've spent all this money on MRIs and on hip injections, and you're just like, oh my God, this is nothing, this is not working. They tried massage, massage didn't help. It just came right back again. Um, they tried strengthening with physical therapy. It actually made them worse. They were trying to strengthen some of the, the muscles around the hip, um, and it actually was making them worse. Why? Why was this happening? So they definitely were frustrated. They were not sure what to do. Um, you know, this, this, you know, by the time they came to us, I think we're like their seventh person that has actually looked at their hip. And they were a little skeptical at first because they weren't sure if like, Lee, is this physical therapy going to be different? And so that's what we're going to kind of talk about, like what we found. So 
No one checks their back as a possible solution, as a possible source to their problem. And when you can have back issues, that is one of the sources that can that can refer pain into that hip. And you don't have to have a pinched nerve or anything to refer pain into the hip. Honestly, it's not the nerve that is being pinched. We have um, structures around um, the disc and you know and around the spine that when those structures get irritated and damaged, it refers pain into that hip. And then what happens is that hip will tighten up and protect. And when that happens, and that's when you will have um, that inflammation around that bursa because the, the hip muscles are so tight because the pain is being referred into the hip, tightening up those muscles. So that's just one of the sources that that was um, the problem. And that's actually what the source of this particular person was having. And no one looked, looked at her at her back. And so that's one of the things, typically when you have a pinched nerve, you're going to have pain down the leg, pain in the hip. Doesn't mean that you've had anything happening to a pinched nerve. It's kind of like, um, you know, I say, if you had a scratch on your arm and it's really irritated, it can, it can refer pain around that scratch. Um, and that, and, and when you start getting healing, that pain starts going more and more to the center of like where the issue really is. Same thing happens with the back. The scratch in the back is just referring pain down into that hip and those hip muscles are tightening up. So here's the problem, um, you know, with our healthcare system is that the hip were symptoms of something else that was going on. No one went and looked at the back. We even look into the thoracic spine because the thoracic spine also can create pain into that hip as well. So we've got to look at all these joints and how they move because our first phase of treatment is always looking at mobility. How does the thoracic spine move? How does the back move? How does the hip move? If any of these things aren't moving, they can be problems creating different symptoms. This particular person wasn't moving in her back. And as soon as we started treating her back, she, her pain in her hip started going away. Um, we didn't even touch her hip. <laughs> and so that's one of the things that we have to look at. And so I always say where the site of the pain is, is often not where the source of the problem is located. So the injections were just treating a symptom. They often do. You have to go to like, why is it inflamed? Now, if your pain is constant, you can't unrelenting, you can't move into a position to make it better and worse. Well, then injections and medications can be a step of the process. They're usually not the only step of the process, but they can be a step. But when it's just kind of a dull, um, you can kind of move and change your, your position and make it feel better, even if it's temporarily, um, then these things, typically injections aren't going, going to work. Again, you have to get to the why. The hamstring tightness and the hip flexor tightness was a symptom. So when you get pain, then you start moving in different ways to combat that pain. And then all of a sudden your hip flexors start tightening, your hamstring starts taking over because you can't use some of the muscles that you need to be able to use because they're hurting. So you can have poor recruitment. You can have protection due to pain. All these things you have to go into, like, why is all this happening? You've got to get to the source. Most people stretch and strengthen the lateral hip muscles. And that doesn't work. I mean, you've got to get to like, why are the muscles tight to begin with. And most of the time, um, even when we, when the hip is an issue and that's where the source is coming from, we're not stretching those muscles. We're getting that joint mobility to improve better. But this particular case was coming from the back. We had to improve the back mobility in order to get things getting better. So this gets to be really frustrating because they want to get resolution, but nothing seems to be working. And again, no one checked her back as a possible solution. 
So these are common um, back pain referrals. So you can see how we can have issues in the lower spine here and they can refer right into that hip. Then that hip can tighten up. That hip also can refer pain down the leg. So can the back, the back. If you, if you go and you have a pinched nerve that can refer down, down, down the leg. Again, we can figure out which level it is based on like where it is in the leg, but you can have tightness in the hip that refers down the leg that that's created from tightness in the back. So the back pain tightens up that hip, which can tighten up other areas and refer other areas part of, um, to part of the leg. So we've got to figure out where's the source. We've got to figure out the puzzle. And that's what we're really good at because we move and retest baselines and move and retest baselines to give us information and education as to kind of what's going on in the body. So whether these baselines improve, get better, stay the same, it all gives us information as to what the next steps are. It's a very um, logical process. And we use a lot of critical thinking skills to go like, that doesn't make sense for this. That does make sense for this. And we're going to start working on this. And sometimes there's layers of things that we have to look at because honestly, when people come in and they've tried so many different things, there's, they've had chronic pain by the time they've gotten to see us. And there's layers of things that are going on. This particular case, once we resolved the back pain, um, they were doing pre pretty well. And uh, then we could start working on some strengthening things to get them back up. So what do we do to start getting them some relief? So this particular client, we just said, let's to get, roll up a towel. We're going to put some, um, put it underneath the lower part of the back. So roll up the towel and you're going to lie back over it. This is going to open up that spine to really kind of push, um, push the materials of the disc kind of away where, where they get damaged on those rings. So this helps improve that back mobility, which is what we're looking for. It also will stretch everything out in the front, getting some of those things to relax as well. But honestly, this particular exercise is really working on the back to really open up the back. When that opens up, a lot of the protection that happens will start going away. It's quite amazing. You can have muscles that are tight and protect, and then you open up the joint and then you go back to those same muscles and they're gone. Like you literally didn't even touch those muscles um, and they're gone. And this is again, one of the things when people go and get massages and their pain returns, that's a sign that there's something else that's going on. So at least you can start ruling some of those things out. If you have gotten a massage and it didn't work, it's just a step in the process going, okay, that's not it. Let me get to someone else that can figure this out. And so this is a great exercise. You can hold it for two, three, four, five minutes. And I would say doing it two to three times a day, again, rolling up a towel, put it underneath the lower back. You'll feel the stretch. If you don't just move it down a little bit farther or move it up a little bit higher until you're like, oh, that's it. I can feel it. And it'll start opening things up. The other exercise that we gave the tip, the hip was a little tight for this particular client, but a lot of it, I think was coming from the back. So one of the next exercises that we gave her like the following week was just stretching out the hip. Now, what you're doing is you're basically kneeling down and you're moving the hip, like you're stretching that hip flexor, but you are trying to go as far forward as possible because we're trying to almost get that front of that hip joint down to the ground. It doesn't go down to the ground, but that's the motion that we're trying to get and just breathing and relaxing into that to really kind of open up that hip mobility. And so these are two of the stretches that we gave um, the client to really open things up to get the joints moving so that we could then start working on the next phase of treatment. So what else do you want to check? You know, if this is a chronic issue, you may have to release some of the tightness because if they've been tight for so long, you'll get shortening of those muscles. And so once when everything's released, like everything is moving well, that shortening doesn't have the, the, 
um, protection, maybe you've had it for so long that those muscles have shortened. So you may have to release things like the hip flexor. You may have to release things like the deep hip rotators, but they've shortened, but that you get to those after you work on improving some of those mobility, because you see what's left over. And so you may have to work on some of those things. The other things you're going to have to work on would be poor movement patterns, getting the correct muscles to fire. Because if you've had these chronic issues, you've created these protective patterns that your body moves in, that your body's used to moving in, and you've got to undo some of those. It's kind of like if you've had, you know, knee surgery and you've been limping on the knee and then all of a sudden the knee doesn't hurt anymore, but you're still limping on it. And you're asking them, well, why are you limping? They're like, I'm not limping. I'm like, yes, you are. It's because that's their normal pattern. Even though they don't hurt anymore, that's the pattern that they're so used to being in. And we've had to undo those patterns. So there's patterns in the hip and the back that we typically move into. And we've got to undo some of those patterns. We've got to work, look at what are the individual weaknesses that are there, putting everything together and then getting back to, to feeling great again. So these are all the things that we look at when someone has, um, has hip is coming from their back and what we need to look at after we start resolving some of their back issues. So more great resources. We have a ton of resources. Go to our website, www.m as in Mary, power, P-O-W-E-R-P-T.com. And we'll have a ton of blogs. Oh my gosh, we do blogs all the time. We have free reports on back pain, neck pain, knee pain, pelvic floor, TMJ, um, shoulder, shoulder tips as well. Um, testimonials, podcasts, you know, our freight, our favorite, like home equipment that we share with our clients all the time on um, where you can buy some of those things as well. Um, plus you'll learn how to, you, you, how you can talk to one of our specialists for free. If you live in the Dallas Fort Worth area so that we can start helping you on your journey to getting back to feeling great. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, empower physical therapy. Um, that's where we are definitely subscribe to get more great tips. Hey y'all, I'm Catherine, Client Relations Manager of Empower Physical Therapy. If you're interested in speaking to one of our specialists on how we can help you, click the link below to set up a time with one of our physical therapists.